0: If you've had dreams of starting your own side hustle, make sure to check out Curve Health online. They have an iPad, iPhone, and Android app, and they only take home 7% of whatever it is you charge. Otherwise, it's free for their all-in-one computer vision, exercise library, HIPAA-compliant messaging system, and telehealth platform. Again, check it out at modmt.com curve, C-U-R-V, and make sure to tell them Dr. E sent you welcome to untold physio stories podcast your perfect commute resource with physio failures successes interesting cases and more from the physio and rehab world with your host doctors andrew rothschild and urson religioso welcome back to untold physio stories podcast i'm your host dr e with modern manual therapy edge mobility system and our four-month online mentoring program and my co-host is Dr.
1: Andrew Rothschild with Modern Patient Education.
0: All right. So Andrew has something to run by me. What you got tonight for us, Andrew?
1: So I had an interesting case that I just started seeing a couple weeks ago. Uh, this She talked about sort of an insidious onset of this right-sided rib, pain, like lower rib, like T11, T12, it's been going on since the summer you know so we're looking at like four or five months she does you know kind of weeding stuff you know kind of teasing stuff out and kind of pulling some stuff out of her it might have been onset after maybe playing pickleball for the first time and she played with her husband but there was no like there's no incident. There was no like waking up the next day having all this pain. It was still like she, she didn't relate it to that uh, specific thing. But she's a generally active, healthy person. You know, she's in her um, probably late 50s. Um, But just she never really been like, she never had any injury or had any like significant pain or anything like that too. So it's like, it's a whole new experience for her. And that's also giving her a lot of anxiety. But you know, she was diagnosed with like, costochondritis, but it's not that. And you know, breathing is fine, you know, extension reproduces her pain. She's very point-tender, um, sort of at the at the angle of the rib. She has had an X-ray, she has had a CT scan. Um, she may have even had an ultrasound, all which came back negative. You know, basically the only thing she didn't have was an MRI. Um so all came back negative for any any other kind of, you know, nothing, nothing fractured, nothing, nothing, no metastasis of any kind, again with a tribute kind of a weird spot. Um, but yeah, part of it's driven. I think there's certainly a lot of muscle tone and guarding just that's been going on for the last several months. Um, and probably some, you know, fear avoidance, and I think also driven by her anxiety of not knowing what it is or convinced it's something a little bit worse than what it might be um you know she does get a little bit of back pain but that seems to be more from a muscle tension type thing but she certainly is still very like exquisitely tender not even on the anterior side of the rib it's really just very lateral and it's very point specific and she, she she, she keeps asking me like do you feel that doesn't, doesn't that feel big and like enlarged and that lump and of course i don't feel hardly any difference compared to the other side so we, i've talked to her about like perception you know when you you're hyper focused on something. the The perception of that area can can change, um, in terms of like how it's sort of even uh, in the sort of homunculus in the brain and how that changes your perception. Um, but it's really there's no, you know, it's it's one of those things that with you know no, no, without a mechanism, without a you know a there's no specific pattern of movement that is consistent, uh, other than. Uh, palpation that really is um painful and so really what i've just a couple times i've seen her just really trying to get her to focus you know we've worked on some diaphragmatic breathing and some uh some stress management strategies and really just ruling out kind of things really talking her off a cliff for a lot of it and just trying to get her i think she's had a lot of uh fear avoidance and and, and uh, uh, kinesiophobia um over the last several months so just trying to get her to move in more sort of less rigid ways, um, but hasn't still seen a significant change in her symptoms. But again, it's just been a couple of weeks since I've been seeing her. Um, I was, I was kind of wondering if you had any thoughts on the matter, if you've seen anything, anything similar at all in your, in your experience.
0: Well, I have and I think I may have talked about this case back when Jason was a co-host. but I saw a patient who was a PT, uh, a little older than myself and uh, she was doing home care. She had very similar complaints. uh, Very point tenderness along her TL junction and it radiated along that 12th rib on the right. So the only thing I could find, breathing was fine, mobility, rotation was okay, repeated motions didn't really affect it. So lateral chain arm pull, pulling her left arm, meaning right lateral chain or symptomatic side, was a little bit weaker so I essentially gave her a trial of kettlebell carries. So I said let's do a trial of strengthening that involved side. Um, she said she was compliant and uh, she came back the next visit pretty upset that uh, she said I'm no better um, and I don't know what she expected as a PT. Uh, maybe she got 100% of her patients better in two visits or maybe she sensed my uncertainty because I just thought it would be easy, and it was by far not an easy case. I had already learned my lesson by promising someone that it was a simple case, they were a rapid responder, and when I'm uncertain, I always say, let's try all this. In fact, and I know you and I had talked about this, sometimes I wish I could bottle some of that confidence I had with the first five years of my practice and sprinkle it all over myself in case my patients can sense some of that uncertainty that I maybe projecting during the evaluation. What it ended up being, the patient emailed me later and apologized and said it ended up being her gallbladder. It's a typical gallbladder referral pattern around that right 12th rib. And a similar thing happened to my wife, which is why we went plant-based. She ended up having a gallbladder attack when I was teaching in Rome and the doctors basically told her, we can remove your gallbladder or you can go plant-based. So we went. Plant-based diet, and if we cheat, uh, end up going camping a lot, maybe not paying attention as much to our diet. She always says, "Oh, my gallbladder," and it's always that right-sided lower thoracic referral pattern.
1: Um, so that's another thing. I, I know like gallbladder you can also refer to like the top of the right, the top of the right shoulder, like the upper, like upper track kind of area. Oh yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's called Carcin K E R. RS, I think.
0: Mm. So th- this person was the unfortunate person to either have it or discover it. <laughs> yeah. Fortunate to discover it, but unfortunate to have it potentially.
1: Yeah, I think that like gallbladder or liver can like refer to that upper part of that that, that right upper quadrant shoulder area. But a lot of times, it's like, um, you know, I, I know a good question is to ask or like you know symptoms after eating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did I did actually ask that because I had a patient with a gallbladder issue. You know, that have been reproduced in her shoulder many, many years ago um, that I had missed. But so I, I did ask that, and then that, that was a, and she said no, that not, she didn't notice anything, um, you know, relevant, but I, and I did, I actually did remember, um, she there was with, with extension and right side bending that did uh, produce her symptoms. Um, so there was a little bit of a, you know, quote unquote mechanical Presentation with that rib pain, but it was always like a little bit, and the sharp pain that you would get with palpation. With my patient,
0: um, with my patient also, she she reproduced with that similar kind of quadrant test. Yeah, it it reproduced it, but she it didn't make it worse, but it definitely reproduced. But so I'm thinking, like, you know, is that area just sensitized anyway? Right for her, for her, it was not a mechanical thing, or she had weakness and a mechanical thing going on, but it was mostly, it was the gallbladder that was really filling up her cup, and the rest of the stuff was incidental.
1: Yeah, I'm supposed to see her again. Uh, I don't think tomorrow, but maybe Wednesday. Um, but I'll be interested. I haven't done the lateral chain arm pull test, so that will I will definitely pull that out and test that just to see if it is how it compares to the other side.
0: Well, other than than tenderness, though, I mean,
1: what when does she feel throughout the day? Is it constant or, you know, what what reproduces it in terms of she she reports it as being like a constant awareness of it. But I think it's hard to differentiate between that is also because she's just so hyper focused on it versus Mm -hmm. is it truly like a constant like ache kind of thing? Uh, Yeah. Did you have the uh, did you uh, you have the
0: constant Mm -hmm. talk with her? Is it really constant,
1: you know, from the moment you wake up? Can you get yes. busy and ignore it? Yeah, and she's like, "Yeah, well, sometimes, but it's it's still there." Yeah, that's yeah. that's the that's that's the response. Yeah, okay, I'm just sure. sometimes you sometimes I, al- you sometimes okay, always, yeah. always feel it. Jeez. Yeah, sixty <laughs> <Yeah>. percent <laughs> of the time it works every time.
0: Every time, that's right. Yeah, almost constant.
1: But uh, yeah, it's just I think again part of there is certainly that sort of psychological overlay that I think it's you know. Makes it sometimes yeah. you know you gotta pull you gotta pull through the layers, and weave through them a little bit um, without you know being just dis- not don't want to be dismissive of it, but also at the same time don't want it to be like I think she's overly focused on like really finding out what it is you know more than you know more than just getting better I guess to a certain which is which is interesting
0: right Has she stopped all sports or pickleball or? Anything like she that, wasn't doing a
1: sports per se. That was just she just was like active, like she walks and she just like is constantly just active, like doing stuff around the house, yard work, that kind of stuff. But no specific, like she doesn't work out. She doesn't do anything. She, you know, the pickleball thing was like a one-time thing. She never it wasn't something she did, did on, on a regular or does on a regular basis. So um, that wasn't something that, in terms of returning to, was was high on her list. Yeah,
0: it's it's also hard when someone. Doesn't have a clear goal other than finding out why, right? Because there may the hardest thing to explain to them is we may never figure out a why, and they just right. don't want to. They don't want a solution. Usually, when my patients, when I ask my patients, well, do you want to know exactly why?" which would be an educated guess for me, or do you want a solution? Right. And most of them just want a solution, uh, but yeah, the ones who d- definitely wanted an educated guess usually hasn't gone well. <laughs> <laughs> with my, with, my, with my approach, I mean, I one guy who basically like yelled at me. um He called me at night and he yelled at me so so much, and he was like dropping f bombs and calling me a fraud. On top of that, my wife heard him from across the room swearing at me. Wow! You know, I was like shaking for like half an hour afterward, and I'm normally such
1: a calm, collected person. <laughs> oh my goodness! I was yeah. I was gonna say too when you talked about like the uh, you know having the dose of confidence in your first few years. It's I I, I feel. Very similar in terms of like knowing more and having no experience and more experience, it's like I'm almost less confident because you know you realize how it's you know knowing it's it's almost the opposite. What was it called? The, like the Dunning Kruger effect or something? Um, well, that's like you know, the people who have the most confidence ultimately like know the least essentially. But, yeah, because it's like you don't you don't know what you don't know essentially.
0: Essentially, well, I'm thinking what would we have done in the first five years? first of all we wouldn't have expected to make a huge change potentially within the first couple of visits we wouldn't have, we wouldn't we certainly wouldn't have been so discouraged um and we probably just would have i, I just would have started mashing away at our ql i would have done rib mobs thoracic lumbar roll you know i would have done a ton of manual and if it wasn't better half my patients were sore anyway after the manual so i just would have said it was par for the course and you know after like eight visits i might have started to get worried <laughs> Yeah. That's how exactly. I that's how I'm envisioning that was going. But I think the big difference now is you you and I both know we know we know our limitations and we know when something should be getting better and when it's when it's not getting better. And we also know when someone might be centrally sensitized or even not even centrally sensitized, but hyper focused and very closed minded, I think is really it's a difficult patient. Right. Yeah. Exactly. all right well i mean hopefully you have a good update in uh, a couple of weeks
1: yeah i'll let you know all right well where can people find you you can find me on instagram at a rothschild pt and uh, for the time being still on twitter same handle
0: all right so if you guys have any thoughts about this case or if any interesting cases of your own hilarious physio failures or what have you reach out on social media your email me through any of my sites and get on the podcast as a guest Make sure to rate Untold Physio Stories five stars and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, Untold Physio Stories is now sponsored by MyPT Insurance. Insurance just got easier. Through continued research, MyPT Insurance has crafted a policy that is economical and provides you with the peace of mind you need. Your extensive education, training, and experience as a PT allows you to assist clients in achieving their personal health goals. By practicing without individual professional liability insurance, you could be placing your career and future finances at risk. Whether you're a student, self-employed, or employed with a company, MyPT Insurance is here to provide affordable insurance coverage while protecting you and your patients. MyPT Insurance's plan also includes mobile coverage, which means it follows you wherever you work in the United States. Employed rates and self-employed rates are available. Visit MyPTInsurance.com edge to sign up today.